The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. Well, what about that penalty decision at Hamden last night? Without it, Scotland would have been a magnificent seven wins on the bounce. Should we be bothered? It was a friendly and the crowd of close on 40,000 raised a lot of money for the UNICEF emergency appeal in Ukraine. So that was the, the good news. Barry, what did you reckon? Yeah, I thought it was a, a really good performance, Rob. A lot of good um, individual performances. I thought Hanley and, and Kieran Tierney at the back were, were exceptional. Um, Billy Gilmer and Callum McGregor, their usual, um, dictating play in the middle of the pitch. And as you said, it would have been a a good win for uh, Scotland if it wasn't for a, a dodgy penalty decision. I couldn't believe it when, no. I, when I seen it. I knew straight away when I was watching it, it was never a penalty. It was a clear dive. But overall, Steve Clark's got to be really happy because, as I said, I thought there was some really good individual performances, but in a whole, as a team performance, really impressive. What are your thoughts on it? 0808 17 17 700, the refereeing decision. Um, and also the Scotland performance, lots of positives, as Barry says, and we'll talk about it in the course of the next couple of hours. The fascinating championship title race continues at Kilmarnock tomorrow. Uh, Park Thistle at Rugby Park and at Gayfield are both playing Wraith Rovers. Inverness are home to Dunfermline. Uh, Killy could clinch a playoff place at least tomorrow, but it's the title thereafter and automatic uh, promotion. And of course, we're nine days away. Not that we're counting Simon <coughs> Donnelly from the Old Firm showdown at Ibrox. The first of three Celtic against Rangers meetings between now and the end of the season. But this first one that is starting to loom up on the horizon is massive isn't it yeah it's creeping up on us uh, obviously the international break I think we've got the game on Tuesday uh, and then all hell is about to break loose in April with potentially three games Celtic and Rangers starting with the one at Ibrox and Celtic obviously in pole position at the moment uh, everything to play for uh, and they're going to their greatest rival's house and it'll be interesting to see how that pans out Give us a call uh, if you're already uh, worried about that game, excited about that game, thinking about that game. I think we probably all are, even at this early stage, Rangers against Celtic at Ibrox. And you would imagine if Celtic can avoid defeat in that one, then it's going to be a, a massive uh, kick on for them towards landing the title. Three points ahead, they've got a better goal difference as well. Maybe we call that four points. Um, so Rangers badly need to win at home when the Premiership gets itself back underway the weekend after this one. Of course, this weekend there is a big game at Ibrox, isn't there, Barry Ferguson? And we're a bit concerned about your calf. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've been <coughs> struggling. I, I was, it's my own fault, if I'm being honest with you, Rob. I've been trying to train really hard, um, probably too hard at, at my, my age, and suffered a calf injury. But in terms of the game, uh, we're playing a world 11. I've got some uh, fantastic players like Luis Figo, Makaleli, uh, Robert Perez. Um, I could go on and on and on. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. Especially, I've not seen a lot of the, the, the ex Rangers players for a a number of years due to COVID and other things um, so it'll be great to, to meet up with them um, play a game of football and I'm sure we'll have a few refreshments after mm. it yeah, yeah and you will be um, head of entertainment I, I would imagine but uh, will you start the game? Yeah, I, yeah I'm going to start I've not trained for a couple of weeks like, 
Simon will tell you when you, when you get to a certain age, you pick up so many niggles and you try and <laughs> you try and look after yourself. Um, but listen, I've got to a stage where I'm I've got to realise I'm getting older and I can't do what I used to be able to do 15, 20 years ago. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely be starting, looking forward to it. And listen, there's going to be a, a big crowd, hoping for around about mm. 40,000. Um, so really looking forward to it, looking forward to getting back to Ibrooks and getting on the pitch and, and playing in front of Rangers fans again. Is it going to be, were you saying earlier in the week, it's maybe Ronald De Boer and, and Pedro Mendes alongside you in midfield? Yeah, and the current Rangers manager as well right Giovanni Van Bronckhurst you've got also George Alberts there as well um, there's so, a few egos flying about in there aren't there yep there'll be a few <laughs> arguments I'm sure because um, there's only four is it can, uh, sorry three is it can start out of, out of the five players that you've just mentioned there um, no but listen some fantastic players Rob I played alongside all the guys that you mentioned and um, they were top top quality players um, so really looking forward to playing alongside them and obviously meeting up with them again. Will you be moaning your face off tomorrow or is this the new you, the new mature you tomorrow where uh, you, you've got much more understanding for your fellow teammates than you did in your heyday? Yeah, before the game I'll not be moaning, but during the game I'll moan. There's no doubt about You can't that. really change that, no, can you? you can't change. Yeah, listen, it's, a, it's an exhibition game, but listen, once the whistle starts, we want to win the game. There's a man alongside you who's looked after himself over the years, Simon Donnelly, and uh, you've played in a few of these Legends games as well. You were in Dubai recently, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I think there was a bit of football involved in that yeah, trip, I think was there? there was a wee bit less quality, I would suggest, in that game in Dubai that will be on the field tomorrow. <laughs> uh, with the greatest of respect to some of you. respect, yeah. yeah. But yeah, these games are great. As, as, as Fergie says, it's a chance to meet guys that you haven't seen for a long time, meet up again. The camaraderie is rhyming off names here. Alberts, Mendes, Gio, the man himself, played against them all at mm-hmm. some point in my career. Terrific players. But it's it's great. As I say, I've been lucky enough to in a full house as well at Ibrox. I've been lucky enough to play in a few at Celtic Park. It's it's great these games because you're a long time retired. Mm-hmm. So it's great when you get an opportunity to to get the boots back on and hopefully he gets through it unscathed. And I take it all these superstars will not be too demanding, uh, Barry, about how they're being looked after before, during and after. There'll be a few demands, <laughs> there's no doubt. As the private jets zoom in. Yeah, there'll be a few demands. Um, no, no for the Rangers side, probably from the... The rest the, of the world. Yep, the rest of the world side. Um, but listen, it's it's just Simon's right here. It's it's great to meet up with him. And it's been a long time since I've been on the pitch at Ibrox. Um, so it'll bring back a lot of brilliant memories that, that I had there. And I mentioned players that I've not seen for three, four, five, six years. There's one player that I've not seen for... 20 odd year Rod Wallace mm. um, he was a, a brilliant player obviously yeah. played at Leeds when we, we signed him but I've got to be honest with you Rob when, when I first clamped eyes on him on the training field you could see he was he was top quality and it was brilliant to play alongside so guys like that that you've not seen for a long long time um, it'll be great to catch up and, and go over old times he was a Dick Advocate signing was he Rod Wallace yeah he was yeah, yeah. Uh, from Leeds United yeah. um, and as I said fantastic signing I don't think he was a lot of money either mm. at that stage when obviously... Not in terms of what he delivered. Yeah, in terms of the old firm are spending big at that stage. Um, but he delivered, um, certainly the first what, season. What age would he have been when he came to Rangers? I think he was just over 30. Just he would have been 30. Yeah, 31, 32. Um, but what a player he was. Mm. His movement as a centre-forward, he, he, was, he was brilliant for a midfielder because um, his movement and work rate, a real team player, but also a goal scorer. 
we're reminiscing and we'll continue to do so in the course of the show as well. We'll talk more about some of the players on show uh, tomorrow in that game and we'll just uh, gauge Barry's fitness as well in the course of the next little while to see if he is ready for the off uh, tomorrow. And if the weather is going to be like this, it's going to be uh, a fantastic day all round, isn't it? Yeah, need to get plenty of fluids in us. <laughs> Um, the, right the, right, the right type of fluids, <laughs> yeah. uh, should I say. You're looking at that. The weather's beautiful outside, so I'll need to behave myself uh, tonight, make sure I get the right fluids down and, and get prepared, because I think it's going to be the same tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to be a warm day. Mm. Um, so, as you, as I said earlier, we're not all as fit as we used to be, so we need to, we need to take a bit of care. If you're going to the game tomorrow, give us a call. Who are you looking forward to seeing? Some of those stars... Uh, of days gone by, some real superstars on show in that game tomorrow. Uh, we're looking back uh, as well on last night, of course. Uh, Scotland won, Poland won. It was Scotland won, Poland nil until the 94th minute. What about that penalty, Stevie Clark? Uh, I think a penalty decision for a friendly game. Very soft. <clears throat> And that was about all he had to say about it. That was his immediate reaction, uh, Simon. Rob Hennessy was, was the referee. I'd not heard of him before from Ireland. Um, I don't know whether in a friendly, you get a friendly class ref. You know, I, I don't like to speak badly of him, yeah. but um, I think it was a decision that we could all have been taking from 100 yards away, far less, you know, close in. Yeah, the player is obviously condom. Uh Skipped over Craig Gordon, went down right at the death. And I was listening, watching the game and listening to the commentary, and the realization of seven games on the bounce one would, would have been terrific for Scotland. Mm. We're in a good run, we still are in a good run, as, as uh, Barry says. Some really good performances again last night. Debuts for the likes of Hickey as well, who looks as if he's going to be a major player for Scotland in mm. future as well. Uh, Tierney seems to get better and better Patterson good minutes for him some real positive play f- uh, in the first half so I think Stevie Clark will take a lot of positives out of it but you always want to win the game and I think we did enough to win you know and unfortunately that penalty decision takes the, the win away from us I just think even from a human nature point of view as well the ref must have been reflecting on the John McGinn call where John McGinn didn't go down having made contact with the goalkeeper uh, no penalty on that occasion. You know, it seems you have to go down, you have to hit the deck actually to get a penalty, which which shouldn't be the case really when you think about it. And and then right at the end, you know, in that split second, was he not thinking maybe I should have given Scotland a penalty? Do I really give Poland this right at the end when the player has kind of gone down? It was um, Christoph Piontek, the player who went down. He'd gone down in instalments, hadn't he? He'd gone down a split second after the alleged contact. Yeah, he did go down in instalments. Um... But in terms of the John McGinn, I mean that that was a clear penalty. John McGinn was just too honest. And mm-hmm. that, that's the type of player John yeah. McGinn is. Um, when he gets clipped, he, he's wanting to still go and get that ball. Um, but I think if you ask any yeah, professional, he's impeded. Yeah, if I, if I feel that, the you see the stumble, don't you? Yeah. When the, when yep. the contact happens. Yeah, but John McGinn, being John McGinn, is just um, too honest. That, mm-hmm. That's what he is. You know what you get for John McGinn. Um, but that was a penalty. But the, it was a sickener cause. Albeit a friendly, you want to win, and the six games, the six wins previous to that, were qualification games as well, Rob. Yeah. It's not just friendly games, so no. a brilliant run, and it puts a, a dampener on it because I thought it was a really good performance, positive, um, a lot of positives in terms of. Sid just mentioned there, Nathan Patterson only played forty-five minutes since he's went to Everton. I thought he had a real good forty-five minutes. Yeah. The young boy Hickey, 
No, I loved a bit, a bit of swagger about him. Right. He looked <clears> confident. Calm. Yeah, yeah. and he, he looked cool, calm and collected. And I think that's a real find for, for Scotland. I mean, you could see his potential when he yeah. was at Hearts, but you could see physically he's matured as well. He's went to Italy. Obviously, a brilliant breeding gown for, for defenders. Mm. They, they pride themselves on... There's talk of AC Milan well, heightening their interest in him. I mean, even for the short period of time Robbie was on the pitch last night, I really liked to look at him. Um, and also, Kieran, for me, Kieran Tierney is just top class. Yeah, You could play Kieran Tierney anywhere. Um, head and shoulders, Grant Hanley won everything in there. Solid. Mm. Uh, Bally was quiet in the first half, second half. He started to take a grip on the game. Callum McGregor, the usual, dictating it, going taking the ball. Um, so, listen, I think it's brilliant times for the Scotland national team. And then you look at the substitutions, you take Bally Gilmore and Callum McGregor off. You bring on Stuart Armstrong and Ryan Jack. <laughs> yeah, that's the strength and depth mm. that this Scotland um, squad has has got at this moment in time. So, I'm I, I'm really confident. I have got no no qualms that we are going to qualify for the World Cup. I'm confident. I'm going back to the penalty. I'm not going to leave this alone. Probably <laughs> to be honest, in the whole show, um, John McGinn didn't didn't go down and and as Barry said that's just the way he is that's the type of person he is he, he's honest he wanted to stay up he wanted to get round the goalkeeper and put the ball in the net that was that was his plan but but he was caught it was a penalty it should have been a penalty you know we we complain about players who embellish yep. challenges who throw themselves down in the penalty box but it seems at times that that's what you have, have to, to do, do to get a penalty yeah exactly and there's a lot of players have been criticised for that in the past you know why he's died or he's, he's Played for it against the the keeper, but he's impeded. I think he takes a wee bit of a heavy touch, but mm -hmm. he's, mm -hmm. it's all happening in a split second. He's impeded, and he thinks I've I've stumbled because of the contact. Can I stay on my feet to get the ball in the net? That's what he's. That's I'm assuming what he's thinking. But it all happens in the split second. But it's a foul. It's a mm. free kick. It's inside the box. It's a penalty. But you're right, Rob. It's it's one of the ones where. You almost have to go to deck mm -hmm. to to emphasise the foul and and exaggerate it, and then sometimes you get pulled up for that. Yeah, why not just make a penalty a penalty? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a hundred percent a penalty. John McGinn's. I think if you ask any professional, I know if I feel contact inside the box, I'm down. A lot of people might say, "Oh, that that's cheating." I'm sure you're the same, yeah. sad. And I think I, if you I ask... just think he must have thought. I know the heavy touch and it ends up it doesn't keep it in but I think you just thought going by if I keep my feet here then the next motion I'm going to be putting into an empty net but that all happens so quickly but it's a horrible decision yeah the, the penalty against us a poor decision and you could see the disappointment in the players faces yeah. after yeah. the game they, yeah. they, they, I mean a lot of people say I oh, forget it it's only a friendly no it's all about winning I don't care if it's a friendly yeah. and you could see that in the see players that. Yeah, they approach the game you uh, seen Craig Gordon game. straight up to him Kieran Tierney yeah. straight yeah. up to him yeah. that shows you what it means to play with Scotland at this moment in time I'm just imagining how you would have been at that point be after, the, after the game last night you'd be fuming because again look Poland are a decent team mm -hmm. albeit Lewandowski wasn't playing he's their talisman but they're still you look at their squad, they're playing at a high level. And for me, we dominated them. Yeah. We really dominated them at periods in the game. We're going to speak to uh, Raymond f uh, from Trenent. Uh, I think we'll speak to him maybe after the break because we're running, running a bit out of time at the moment. Uh, we'll continue on the Scotland theme for just a moment. I think Raymond wants to talk to you about tomorrow. Uh, so that will be on the other side of the break. Uh, but let, let's look at some of the positives from last night. There were plenty. And I think none more so 
uh, Simon, than the crowd of 39,090. Um, and if we go on the basis that £10 from each ticket sale was going to the UNICEF emergency appeal in Ukraine, um, then that's the best part of £400,000. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And I think the Polish fans have to be applauded as mm. well. because Lots of them. I was at the last game uh, Scotland played there in... 2015? Yeah, and there was Poland fans up behind me, and the, the, they were appearing everywhere, mm. you know. So they they came in their numbers to, and added to the atmosphere. But brilliant because obviously, in an ideal world, we'd have been playing Ukraine last night, and for obvious reasons, we didn't. And to organise that game in a quick turnaround and then have the donation, you know, and a healthy sum, you know, to be donated to Ukraine, it was brilliant. Great crowd. Two of my kids were there last night with their football teams. It was a great atmosphere and it would just have been perfect for, for us mm. as a nation if we could have got over the, the line with the 1-0. Also, Poland as a country need to um, need credit because yeah. they opened their borders mm -hmm. to let the Ukrainians yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and their, their fans, their, their fans were brilliant, brilliant, singing all the way through yep. the game. Um, so you've got to give them credit and you say it's 400 grand. That's... That's, that's as much as your fee for tomorrow. <laughs> I wish. And more of that coming up. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. It's good to have you with us. This is Friday's Go Radio Football Show heading into the weekend. Lots of championship football, massive matches going on, none more so than uh, Kilmarnock against Partick Thistle at Rugby Park uh, tomorrow. We're talking football till seven. Feel free to join us when I say we. It's Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson and Simon Donnelly here. 0808 17 17 700. You know the number well. Uh, and we're always happy when you join us uh, to have a chat on the socials at Go Football Show if you want to send us a message. If you want to ask us a question on the back of Scotland won, Poland won last night. That really uh, disappointing late equaliser. But nothing really should take too much of the shine of another top Scottish performance. What Stevie Clark wanted was progress. He wanted to maintain the momentum. And I think Scotland uh, did that heading for Vienna on Tuesday night, that game against Austria. <laughs> How much will they be looking forward uh, to playing that game, having lost to Wales last night? It's a bit like one of those sort of third, fourth place matches, isn't it, at a World Cup or a European Championships? And you think, why? Yeah, they'll, they'll be low. They'll be low um, after the, the result last night against Wales. Uh, obviously, I, I never seen it, only watched the highlights, Rob. Um, but Wales, fair play to them. Gareth Bell. What a couple I mean, of goals. Hardly, I think he's only played four games yeah. this season. Yeah. And um, he's free kick and he's finished for his, his second goal. Yeah. Um, so they, they're a decent team. I'm Wales. just trying to avoid John Hartson for a little while. <laughs> yeah, he'll be, uh, he'll be in cloud, uh, cloud he nine. He was there, I think. I think he I was, think he was, he was, he was there, working yeah. at it. Yeah. But it's he a good was. game for us on Tuesday, the Austrians. Again, we've come up against them a few times. Mm -hmm. Again, the their vast majority of their squad is um, Bundesliga based, yeah. so they're a good team. It'll be a, a good game for us in Tuesday. But listen, as I said, I 
I look forward to every every Scotland game now. I, I actually enjoy sitting down watching mm-hmm. the national team play because yeah. we have got some not just good players, top players. I think and I playing high level football. Mm. We've suffered for a long number of years, but we're enjoying it at the moment. That is we for should, sure. We, we should, and we should get right behind them because I think there's something special brewing with this group of players. Let's talk to Raymond in Trenent, who's been uh, waiting patiently, um, and he's heading for Ibrox tomorrow. Raymond, aren't you? Hi, Robbie. I am indeed looking forward to it. It's something special. The end of the club celebrations for the 150 year anniversary. Yeah. I've actually got a few questions for Barry. Mm-hmm. Is is one of them? Can you still run about? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the first one is like you mentioned all the midfielders that Gary could line up with tomorrow Albert, Gio, Pedro Mendes. One name I feel you forgot is the great Paul Gascoigne. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be, um, be able to play. Um, he's obviously going to be there and be part of the squad, but like if Gaza was going to, uh, if Gaza was fit to play, Gaza would be, believe me, Raymond, he'd be the first on the team sheet. He was, uh, he was my hero growing up. What a player Paul Gascoigne was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what, what was he like with you when you were coming through the Rangers youth system and how, how good really was he? <laughs> do, do you know my, my memories of, of Paul Gascoigne when I was a, a young player in, in the youth team and I always remember it after a game we would normally play on a Monday or a Tuesday night. He was one of the first guys to come into the dressing room and ask, not just me, um, the youth team as a group, how did we go on, who scored? Um, so for a guy of that calibre, um, and the quality had, I mean, that's it's just amazing for a a young boy at sixteen or seventeen. I'm just looking at the the squads. Uh, we touched on uh, some of the names earlier on uh, for tomorrow, Barry. Uh, so here we go: uh, the Rangers legend squad: uh, Neil Alexander, Ronald Vatterus, George Alberts, Marvin Andrews, Shota Avaladze, Chris Boyd, Ronald De Boer, Barry Ferguson. Paul Gascoigne, Alan Hutton, Nikita Jelovic, Pedro Mendes, Michael Moles, Nacho Novo, Sasa Papa, Alec Ray, Alec who? Uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, uh, Gregory Vignal, Rod Wallace, and a certain Craig Moore. Is he going to be running about or not much? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think he was want to be involved right. um, to play. He could be another social convener, couldn't he? Yeah, he could, but we yeah. are. He, when, looks, he looks fit. Yeah, he does look fit. But when he got a few injury problems from, yeah, he's got a few a few problems. But to be honest, we as a, a centre back and to play with with Craig Moore, he was he was top class. Mm. Done everything I, simple. I played but, against them coming through. I think at the might have been under 18s I remember the first time I played mm. against them. Yeah, breaking through maybe in the Glasgow Cup. Yeah, I thought I thought he was immense as a centre. Him and Amaruso as a as a partnership. Um, were, uh, were, were top class but Craig Moore is a defender an out and out defender mm-hmm. I've not played with a better out and out defender than Craig Moore uh, Raymond what about the, the world legends <coughs> squad as well David James yeah. Yeah, you can shout out Barry if any of these aren't coming anymore but this is on the, the, the Rangers website so presumably this is pretty accurate David James Jens Lehman the goalkeepers Eric Abidal uh, Shota Avalad is in that squad as well <laughs> he's maybe going to play a half each <laughs> Uh, Jose Bazingua Luis Figo Barry's uh, new best pal uh, Nuno Gomez George Hadji Kaká Christian Carambo Roy Mackay who's on the coaching staff of course Claude Makaleli Florin Maluda uh, Carlos Marchena uh, Predrick Mijatovic Robert Pires what a player Ricardo Caresma who we were just saying pre-show 
Uh, it doesn't seem too long since he was actually running about for real. Uh, Michel Salgado, what player uh, he was, and Ricardo Costa. Yeah, I hope a few of them don't turn up. Because <laughs> 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 uh, a few, of the, but some of the names you you mentioned there, Rob. Again, they played at the Champions League level. Mm-hmm. Uh, Year in, year out. Um, Salgado, so, he played with Real Madrid, didn't yep, he? Yeah, fullback. Yeah. Then he ended his career. Remember, he came to Blackburn. Played yeah. at Blackburn. Yeah. For for a few years. You remember, yeah. he was he was at this the Star Sixes. Well, I think he was one of the top scorers for Spain. Do you remember Salgado? Yep. That's right. He was there. Had about six um, goals. And Macaulay for me, mm. he was a oh. he was a a, a top midfielder. So um, they've got a few young ones in there. I've noticed. Yeah, a few young ones. Um, <laughs> the the below, note of concern in your <laughs> voice. Yeah, yeah. forty. So we all need to. We've got a few as well. We've got um, Alan Hutton who still looks fit as a fiddle. Looks, yep. Yeah, well, he looks. <laughs> so we'll we'll find out. Um, <clears throat> your yeah, reading tomorrow. of the game's so good. Though. I mean, you won't have to run about too much, will you? Yeah, but when you said they'll tell you once you get involved, you you forget what age you're, mm. um, and then you blow up after a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be a great listen. I think it's brilliant for. I said it'll be a great spectacle great to get back on Ibrox and, and play with as you mentioned the Rangers squad some brilliant players there and also in the rest of the, the world squad um, some top quality there so I think it'll be a brilliant day you excited about it Raymond yeah? I am indeed the one good thing I'm disappointed about is Roberto Carlos pulled out they've been good to see Roberto Carlos he was mm. in the world squad as well but he's pulled out as well yeah just injury wise whatever's going on and the, the last question I had for Barry would really all the players that are going to be on the show tomorrow who was the best player you played with or played against out of the lot of them oh it's Paul Gascoigne Gasso Gascoigne by a country mile yes and and Raymond how does he rate in your all time favourite Rangers players where where does Gaza come is he is he the top Gaza he's I'm going to I'm going to meet him on Sunday he's at an oh, event on Sunday right. yeah he's like in my top four I think my top two would be Barry and Super Alley. Right. But he broke back, Gaza broke my heart as well as a Scotland fan. <laughs> ah, exactly. Yeah, we remember but, that one well. But see the thing, Rob, with Gaza, yeah, he just wasn't, I, I don't know if Sid's met, have you met Gaza? Uh, only played against him. Mm. Only pl- came up against him. Not just him as a player, but what I found out, he's a person. Mm. He's genuinely nice guy. So um, generous. Yeah, and also, as I said, I'll go back to it as a young player. He always asked whoever walked past the young boys, how do you, how are you getting on? Have you had a game this week? And I just thought, for a guy of that calibre mm. and at the, the level he played it, for somebody, Paul Gascoigne, to ask a young kid. It means a lot for kids, doesn't you know, it? I, I used to, obviously, that's why it sticks in your, I used to your buzz, memory. I used to buzz off it, and my local heroes were like Ian Durant and Alan mm-hmm. McCoyst. Um, they were pretty similar characters but in terms of Paul Gascoigne who'd played obviously in Italy and um, at World Cups with, with England he, he was just a not just a brilliant player a, a brilliant guy Just before you go Raymond uh, what are you thinking about nine days time at Ibrox? It's going to be going to be, inter- it's going to be interesting I think Rangers need to win because I don't think the Rangers are going to win the league on goal difference so it would get us back level so we probably need to win both games I expect Balogun to probably start over Hollander at centre-back. It's very tight. Balogun's just looked more convincing recently. But I'd like to see a midfield free of Lundstrom, Jack and Aaron Ramsey. And then my free up front would be Ruth Morelos and Ryan Kent. Okay, dokie. Um, good to have you on the show. Enjoy tomorrow and enjoy Sunday as well, meeting Gaza. I will do. Thanks, Rob.
All the best. Yeah. That's Raymond in Trinent, uh, who's looking forward to seeing Barry play, among other things, tomorrow at uh, uh, <laughs> Ibrox. Um, let's talk Scotland again with John. Uh, John was on the show last night with Callum in the car, making a racket, I seem to recall. John heading towards the game. Uh, Hamden, um, how did you and he enjoy it? Yeah, we, we we did enjoy. He he was he was loving. It. He was also hyper um, before the game. But um, when we were in the car, I think he was more interested in um, telling you what switch game we was playing in Scotland football. Got <laughs> that shot. Um, what did you think of the game? Let, let's start. Let's start with the penalty at the end and work backwards, John. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very soft penalty. It's um, annoying to because we've never beaten Poland at Hamden, and you know so. For that to be taken away from us in the last minute was a bit annoying, um, but because we were the better team um, throughout the game, I've not seen them again win back because that was at the opposite end. I was yeah. in the off east corner that's happened near the West End, but um, I thought we were the better side. I thought yeah. we did very well, hit the ball well, but um, someone needs to send um, Frank Lampard to record this game and just mm. remind him of how good a player he is. How he is not getting a game just now in that struggle at Everton team, I have no idea. And Lampard needs to have a look at that because Patterson's too good for the bench at Everton just now. Yeah, well, I think you make a really good point there. And actually... You know, Frank Lampard will have watched that, or you know, maybe not. If not live, he'll, he'll, he he will watch it. Uh, and it and it was a pretty good message from Nathan Patterson, wasn't it, Barry? About what he's capable of doing. Yeah, obviously it's a worry when you've only played forty five minutes since he left in in January. But to me, he, he looked fit as a fiddle. Uh, he just looked really positive yesterday, and I thought, mm. I, I think he knew we going out there. He performed well for Scotland. Hopefully he would catch I.A. Frank Lampard. Mm. I have no doubt that he'll force his way into the team. He's got it. They get beat 4-0 at the weekend yeah. against Crystal Palace. So yeah. I would imagine that he's going to get the opportunity. But Nathan Patterson, again, showed um, what qualities he's got. I I've always liked Nathan <coughs> Patterson. And he's still young. He's still got potential. He's still got a lot of things to work on. But for me, I, I really like him. I think he can become top quality right back did you get a good view John from where you were of that Nathan Patterson run from just about the halfway line driving with the ball right into the box and uh, had he found the finish I think uh, we'd have been talking one of the goals of the season yeah I did get a good view um, it was a it was a terrific run and you're wondering when's he going to play it in but he was, it just shows the confidence of him that he was wanting to take it take it on himself and it was a decent ever just not far enough in the corner to trouble the keeper um, proper but yeah, he, he had a good game. He, he was probably my standout in terms of the first half, at least. I thought Tierney again, excellent um, as a centre-back. Um, I, I thought the boy, um, Greg Taylor, played well at left wing, Matt. Um, he doesn't get the credit he deserves sometimes, mainly because of who's in front of him, like Robertson, etc. But I thought he handled himself very well. But of course, it was good to see Hickey coming on too. And um, he's obviously going to be in the squad for quite a long time too. Kieran Tierney, um, what could he become? I mean, he's done you know so much already. How is he? Maybe 25, 24, 25 yeah. now. Kieran Tierney, um, what could he become? Where could he end up playing? Do you think, Simon? Anywhere he wants, I believe. Yeah. I really think. I remember watching him in his early days at Celtic. I think one of the first games, Fenerbahce springs to mind. This this young kid playing on the left hand side and bombing forward, much like. Andy Robertson who we'd worked with before he reminded me of Andy a wee bit make mistakes but just goes again nothing seemed to phase him obviously his career at Celtic goes without say he goes down to Arsenal he's now 
captain Arsenal at times it actually affects I think the Arsenal team when he's not in it you know it weakens it it's uh, there for people to see he's a fan's favourite down there but for Scotland he can play across that back he's played at right back obviously it's not his ideal position but his reading of the game his maturity pops up his first goal last night I think the world is his oyster wherever he wants to go next you know Arsenal fans won't like to hear that because they want to keep a hold of him but Celtic fans wanted to keep a hold of him at Celtic you know he's he's just going from strength to strength and I would not be surprised if a, another big move is around the corner for him Maybe a surprise that it's taken him 31 games to score for Scotland but it's not his strong suit is it you know but but it was a great little header um, but he does just about everything else apart from yeah, score he, Robbie's got everything he's strong he's physical he can pass the ball he can defend he can get forward Where do I, you see him playing Barry? He could play in terms of England I'm not being disrespectful uh, disrespectful to Arsenal he could easily play Man City mm-hmm. a Liverpool he could easily play Real Madrid or Barcelona So you're talking the best teams in Europe Yeah he can play that easy easy I've no doubt in my mind he could play at that level um, if you ask him he would prefer to play left back but even at left centre back in a three just strolls it like him there yeah he like strolls him. and then even at times in that position last night he was still up on that left hand side mm-hmm. you know bombing forward I think there was one in particular I think he overrun it ran it in the end but that's our left centre back mm-hmm. you know he steps into it McTominay steps in that way as well so good options there but Tierney I think temperament as well he's, he's mentally yeah, he's strong got, he's got a real desire to yeah. win you could see yeah. like we were talking about disappointing to lose that penalty you could see him after the game it's yeah. a friendly game and he's up and he's getting the ref a wee bit uh, uh, that's what you want to see that, yeah. he's out there to, to win no matter if it's a friendly or no um, but I think as a defender his positional sense as well last night a couple of times the ball was over the top and he was in the right position at the right time Um he looked a bit confused about how how you celebrate scoring for Scotland, mainly because that hasn't happened before. And also, I think he was he was maybe wondering if he'd been offside because yeah, he probably didn't see the guy behind yeah, him was playing him on. That yeah. Because VAR wasn't there, obviously, last no. night. But I think nowadays, that is the kind of natural reaction. I think he said that in his, his post-match mm. interview. So right. his head, we've all looked, we've mm. all had a look at it. But it was a bit like a David Marshall look, wasn't it, yeah, after the penalty hesitated, in Belgrade? Yeah, hesitated, but great, a great delivery. And he just guides it, guides yeah. it into the back of the net. Barry was saying, John, just how enjoyable it is these days watching Scotland, and and I think I felt that um, uh, commentating on the game last night as well, just and just enjoying how Scotland play and, and feeling that that sense of confidence and assurance that that things are going to be okay these days. Well, it says a lot that we're coming away disappointed with a draw against a team like Poland, who've been at World Cups and European Championships regularly for the last what fifteen twenty years. So. Um, I think that just shows a sign of um, where we're at just now and that we're disappointed that we're not coming away with a win in what's so-called meaningless friendly but that wasn't a meaningless friendly no. to us last night we're trying to keep momentum going ahead of this uh, playoff whenever it happens I hope we hear um, about that next week um, but yeah I, I think everything's looking good and um, Wales also be difficult if we get past Ukraine mustn't forget we get Ukraine to play first mm. but if we get past Ukraine um, Wales will be difficult but it's one that we can win as well John, thanks for the call. All the best.
Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. Cheers, Chris. Thanks for updating us with all the, the traffic. And the travel, uh, we are looking back on Scotland 1, Poland 1 uh, from last night. And uh, the question that you didn't really want to be asking uh, Stevie Clark uh, last night was, after the match, are the players uh, a bit disappointed? We saw them on the pitch. They wouldn't let it go on the pitch. Of course they're disappointed. We want to win. We, they're out there representing their country. They know they're on a good run. They want to try and make another little bit of history. Seven, seven wins in a row would have been fantastic. Got another game on Tuesday night in Vienna and they want to go there and get back on the, the, the winning run again. So now they're, they're disappointed to, to not win that game. And I think we did enough and probably deserve to win the game anyway, but we move on. You said that, Barry, uh, earlier on in the show. Uh, uh, the disappointment of the players, the fact that uh, Tierney, Craig Gordon, quite a few others were uh, having a chip away at the referee on the way down the tunnel afterwards. So, yes, it was a friendly, but... Uh, I mean, credit to Poland. I mean, they've got a big game coming up on Tuesday, so they had to be lumbering up for that one. But but Scotland treated it like a real game as well. Yeah, and I don't know if Sid agrees with me. I thought it was brilliant to see. Mm-hmm. Yep. That tells me that these guys are, are in it to win it. I don't care if it's a friendly. Yeah. So you've you seen like Craig Gordon straight up, Kieran Tierney, and then the camera was panning about the pitch and you could see there was a real disappointment yeah. in, their, in their faces. And you heard Steve Clark there. They're desperate for the game to, to come about in Tuesday, another friendly game, but you want to keep the momentum going. And um, certainly for me, Scotland deserved to win the game. No doubt in my mind about it. It was stolen from them with a, a crazy decision by the referee. But listen, they move on um, and I'm sure they'll get back to winning ways on Tuesday night against Austria. And when you look at the stats, Simon, uh, the last time Scotland went more than six games, which they were on in terms of a winning <coughs> run, the, la- the, the last time they went beyond that, which I think was eight games, was the 1920s. I mean, a yep. hundred years ago. So that, so that that puts it in perspective, doesn't yeah. it, how incredible this run's been? And I wasn't aware of that until watching the game and that, mm. that came up in the commentary and you're thinking, wow, you know, we're on a hell of a run here on the back of disappointment at the, the finals last summer, but... As Fergie touches on the six games were uh, proper games in the qualification uh, table, yeah. so they, they all meant something. And, and the way the boys approached the game last night was as if it was another qualification. Even the even the team, I thought the team was very strong to start. Steve Clark selected a strong team. Sometimes you think you know he might give debuts debut starts to the likes of Hickey, but no, I thought the team looked as if it was. One of Scotland's stronger teams, they meant business to go out, they performed that way, mm-hmm. they looked hungry, they had a desire about them, a lot of good football. And they did, they deserved the win. And that's where the reaction comes at the end because it's been taken away from them by a poor decision by the FRA. And what we re- what we should remember, of course, is that Poland were 
preparing themselves for Sweden. The, the Sweden beat Czech Republic last night, so it's Poland against Sweden for a place at the World Cup finals. You know, that's the that's the level they're at. They've got one of the best strikers in the world. He didn't feature last night. But Scotland at times have made a really good team, Barry looked pretty ordinary. Yeah, and, and the Polish players were playing for their places um against Sweden. Mm. So they, they had to go and impress it was a new new manager as well. Yep. Uh, for Poland so that that tells you how good a performance it was last night and what I like about it is see when he goes and makes substitutions it doesn't weaken the team no keeps the team strong I used an example of Billy Gilmore and Callum McGregor two fantastic midfielders Pop on Ryan Jack one of the Rangers most important players and every time I watch Southampton play Stuart yeah. Armstrong stands out yeah. um, so the strength and depth as well competition for places and I don't get any of the negativity that goes with the Scotland team. You should be positive about it. Everybody should be getting behind this group of players that Steve Clark's got because this group can go on not just a couple of years, four to six years, Rob. And even you look at the younger players, Nathan Patterson's, <coughs> Hickey's, Billy Gilmore's, they're now starting to bring yep. younger players in to the, the to the more experienced ones like, say, your, your Kieran Tierney's and John McGinn's who are 25 and 27. We are nine days away from Rangers against Celtic at Ibrox uh, when the Premiership uh, football kicks in again. Uh, Barry Ferguson, Simon Donnelly, Rob McLean and Tino, uh, who is a big part of the Celtic Exchange podcast. Hi, Tino. Hi, Rob. How are things? Yeah, very good, thank you. Um, are you already looking ahead? Yeah, very much. So, I mean... As Barry was saying there, that's kind of tuned a wee bit more into international stuff in recent times. It's going pretty well, but traditionally it's a wee bit of a distraction from the you know the ongoing league stuff for us. But yeah, decent international break. We're very much looking forward to next Sunday. And what are you thinking about next Sunday? I think so. We we've spoken, you know, as a podcast. I think Celtic will go for the win. I think that's how Ange sets up very generally. I don't think he knows how to do otherwise. So I think it will make for a very interesting game. Should be an open game. Uh, Rangers at home, you would expect, would come out in front of their own fans. Obviously, three points behind, they'll be looking to claw that back. So I think it should make for a good game of football, but hopefully uh, it lands in our favour. Would you be happy with the draw? Uh, I wouldn't, personally, but I'm just greedy. Uh, <laughs> like that. Um, I asked a few of the guys, they said a draw would be a good result. It'd be, it'd be fair enough. But I do think Celtic have got it within them just now. They've got brilliant form domestically. Rangers have made big at half an eye in the Europa stuff so I would be going all out for the win I think Ange and the players will uh, but a draw of course it wouldn't be a disaster by any stretch Former Celtic striker Simon Donnelly would you be happy with the draw? Like Tino I think I'd be content with the draw but I think Ange will go for the win yeah, we, we know, we know that yeah. so I think it wouldn't be the worst it wouldn't be the worst Celtic in a good position three points clear uh, is it 14 goals? Goal difference yeah. better off. Yeah. So it's a good position to be in with the knowledge that the, the the last league game would be at Celtic Park. They would have an advantage of home territory. It wouldn't be the worst. But yeah, like every other Celtic supporter, Tino's greedy. He'd like to use the word greedy there. I think Celtic have, are well within their capabilities of going and getting the win there. Uh, but again, it'll be, it'll be tight. It'll be tight. There's not much between the teams. I think... Celtic have had a good wee bit of form in the league last three games I think since Livingston they've went up to Tannadice obviously in the cup get a good result and then kind of blew Ross County away Rangers have 
been brilliant in Europe and then they've kind of stuttered at Dens albeit I thought they would get the three points but mm. they left it late it's an interesting one I said last week this now boils down to what is it seven games left mm. yeah it's every game is going to bring a different test and it's who handles it the best Celtic have got a great position there that they can go there and know that if they win it's a severe dent in Rangers title hopes they, they would go six clear so it's a, it is a good position bear in mind we were talking about this they were chasing for so long you know at the turn of the year they've, mm. got, they've turned it round and they're in a good position Tino was hinting Barry that Rangers continued involvement in the Europa League could be a plus for Celtic you don't see it that way do you? No I, I, I honestly don't I don't I think if you as a footballer do you want to play games I know it's not ideal in terms of recovery you play Thursday night and you've got a game in, game in the Sunday but the way that players look after themselves now the way that they're, they're looked after by the medical staff um, there shouldn't be any excuses but in terms of the game I think it's going to be a cracker because I know for a fact Celtic are going to come they don't change the way they play they're going to go for it and I honestly think Rangers need to win every yeah. single game to retain the title so Rangers need to go and win it and I believe that Celtic will come and try and win it so that tells me it's going to be a right ding dong of a game uh, and who's on the better form in the day will win it mm-hmm. I don't think um Kugo's going to be quite ready for this one, Tino, but uh, you're not doing too badly up front at the moment, are you, with uh, Georges Yakimakis? Yeah, I think he's stepped in and he's, he's done a brilliant job. I think he's got 12 goals now, Rob, and it's 11 of them have come you know, in 2022, so he's in a real good form at the moment. Uh, personally, if all of that available, Kyogo's the man for me, but yeah, mm-hmm. at the moment it would look likely it might be Yakimakis, Maeda and Yota on the wings, so yeah, I'd look forward to seeing those three. You so you would have made a in the team rather than Abada. I think so, and and Abada's has stats stack up really really well. I think he got a goal last night for the twenty ones for Israel as well. Um, his stats are really really impressive. But I think Maeda's brought a lot to the team since he came in at the turn of the year. He, you know, sometimes his touch is a bit off and different things. But in terms of what he brings, in terms of his you know, his running and his energy and the space he creates for other guys, I think it's clicked pretty well between him and Jack and Marcus. So, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be disappointed with Abada, but I do think Maeda seems to be a bit of a, a favourite for Ange and I can see him getting an odd at Ibrox. No, I get, I get what you're saying. They combined really well, didn't they, um, in that last game when uh, they scored the four goals between them. Uh, would that be your front three, Simon, for, for Ibrox or would you be would you have Abada in your starting eleven? It's a hard one because Abada's had a fantastic season. Young boy, came in 14 goals, I think he's got. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd go with Tino. I think Maeda is getting better. He's he's beginning to pop up with assists. He's popped up with a few goals. His work rate is unquestionable. He's very similar to Kyogo in that they, they never stop running that pair. You know, I think 89th minute, he's still charging up, closing Ross County down at 4-0 up. I think Ange really likes that the energy that he brings to the team a great headache to have mm-hmm. you know it wasn't long ago when he was, he was maybe scratching his head to see who could play there you know if people were injured and away in international duty so it's a good one to have Jackie Mack has definitely got the, the jersey for the, the central role it just seems to be a, a kind of an old fashioned number nine yes. Jackie Mack is just in the box you, you won't see him really link-up play, he's not the most polished that way and that's not with showing any disrespect. He likes to be in the box, he likes to be on the end of things. It's now bearing fruits for him, his confidence is up 
that's his second hat trick. So, and I, th- I thought he was actually unlucky not to score against Rangers in the game at Celtic Park. Mm. I think he was in there a couple of times. I think McGregor had a couple of saves. He's a danger inside the box. There's no Gretchen. doubt outside the box. He's not the most pleasant on the eye. No, he's he's not the link up. I mean, I think if you ask Golston and Balogun who they would rather play against, it'd be Giamakis. Kyogo with his movement, but yeah. he's not going to be. I don't think Kyogo will be in the starting eleven. No. He's been out since Boxing <clears> Day. Um, so, but you can't argue with his goal scoring record. And we're beginning to see, I think, the player who scored the best part of 30 goals but in the top that, flight in the Netherlands I last season. Yeah, but all his goals are inside the, yeah. the yeah. posts. He's, he's in the right area at the right time. That tells you he's got a knack. He's got a knack of scoring goals. Um, he, he's in the right place at the right time. And listen, you can't um, you can't take away that he's, what is it, 12 goals? Yeah. yeah. It's a decent return because he came and he wasn't fit, was he really? No. He missed a few pre He was chasing it from the beginning. And as Tina was saying, <clears throat> 11 of them in 2022. So. See, the, the most important area of the pitch, the midfield, two players in the midfield for Celtic. Mm. Good question. And we're heading for the it news sounds... at six. <laughs> what's, what's your, just before, before you go, Tina, what's your, what's your midfield yeah. three then? Uh, you've told us your front, <laughs> your front three. Yeah, I think Roddy just picked up that knock from the the weekend of Ross County. So I think it's going to be McGregor, Hatati and O'Reilly. That'd be the, the three for me. Good to hear from you. All the best, Tino. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With Taxi Trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. Yeah, that game in Vienna mm. could have been eight wins on the bounce for Scotland. Uh, could have been seven wins on the bounce as of last night. Uh, had it not been for that bizarre late refereeing decision, the game was just about over uh, when the referee wrongly, I'm sure you'll have seen the video by now, pointed to the penalty spot, Poland equalised, and it finished 1-1. But let's dry our eyes. It was a friendly. Scotland are still unbeaten over those last seven games. The last defeat, I think, was in Copenhagen when we were two down in about 15 minutes and uh, actually probably recovered pretty well from that position not to get absolutely hounded that night Barry yeah when we went to an all down Rob I, I think you're right it was just was it 16-17 minutes I'm thinking to myself this could be a cricket score here mm. but they, they gathered themselves uh, together they got into half time at 2-0 and then the second half it was an improved performance um, but again the Danes you've seen the, the quality of the, of the Danish team and I think since that game that was maybe the start of the recovery was it maybe? yeah but we've improved since then yeah. Rob um, the experience sometimes when you get a defeat um, sometimes makes you better and I think since that game um, that's seven games um, unbeaten six wins and a draw it should be seven if the referee didn't give a, a crazy decision but as I keep saying this squad I think there's still more to come for this squad we're getting over it as the minutes go by that late <clears> penalty <throat> decision last night by 7 o'clock I think we'll be absolutely fine maybe uh, Barry Ferguson Simon Donnelly Rob McLean on the Go Radio Football Show and we've got Craig with us as well hi Craig hi Craig hello Craig he he not there 
We will hear from Craig in a second. He was going to speak to us um, about nine days uh, time at Ibrox. He was also going to speak, well, I was going to ask him certainly about, about last night as well. We're going to talk more about all the pluses, plenty of pluses out of the game. The one big plus was the money raised, of course, £10 from every ticket sale was going towards the emergency appeal in Ukraine uh, for UNICEF, who were very much involved in the whole promotion of that match last night. Let's try again for Craig. Hi, Craig. Hello. You... We've got you now. You're through. <laughs> you know, yeah. You're through to the Go Radio <laughs> Football Show. How are you? Not too bad. Not too did bad. you watch the game? Did you watch Scotland last night, Craig? I did. Um, what, what did I you think? I, say I, was, I was impressed, actually. I thought we, you know, we played really well. You know, yeah, that had that friendly feel to it, I think, for large spells, but you expect that, but uh, you know, performance-wise, we're going to thought Nathan Patterson actually thought was outstanding. Um, uh, absolutely, um, and I think actually what last night showed a terrific example of is what a lot of people have been talking about for a while about players being honest and not getting decisions for fouls because they don't go down, yep. and then another player being let's say slightly dishonest uh, and diving mm-hmm. and getting a, a a penalty for it and. I think that's probably the bigger frustration for last night because it is a friendly and it doesn't really, you know, it won't have a great effect. But that is probably the bigger disappointment because, as I say, John McGinn is absolutely touched, could go down, could get a penalty, chooses to stay on his feet. It's admirable, but actually maybe he should have. Um, and I'm sure if he had could have seen what was ahead, he probably would have done. Um, but I, I, that is... Disappointing. I think referees need to get better at giving decisions. Not just referees, by the way, because VAR is quite terrible for that as well, down south, mm. where they don't always give a decision if a player hasn't gone down. They don't even look at it half the time because they don't see that there's been a foul. So that's probably something that needs to be, I think, looked at. And how do you feel, Craig, about that? You know, we, we spoke about it earlier on in the show. <laughs> would you would you want John McGinn to go down and to make sure he gets the penalty, or are, would you prefer that he is what he is and that is honest? And because he didn't need to go down, he didn't go down. He tried to keep stay on his feet and try to score the goal. <coughs> I would always prefer that the players to be honest, um, but I would prefer to see his honesty rewarded in, in the right manner. You know, unfortunately, right now, the system is set up to almost reward and encourage a bit of dishonesty. Um, and, and, you know, I, as I say, I wouldn't want John McGinn to change the type of player he is to, to fit with something that I think we all agree is wrong in the aspect of how decisions are, are, are made. So, no, I, listen, I, I tip my captain for saying that because there is a lot of players, including in the squad, maybe some of the attackers, may well have gone down. Mm-hmm. Um but no, I'd, I'd rather players could be honest and still get the right decision given their way because then that encourages you. That will yeah. encourage you players to remain honest. I'm, look, well. I'm looking. There's, at, I'm two, lo- there's two ex-players in here. Yeah, at well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually, I was looking, I was, I was actually giving you the benefit of the doubt there, Barry, because I, 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 you know, you might have had a nosebleed if you'd been that close in yeah, well, uh, to go. But about 21 to 23, I was playing further forward, so yeah, I would I have went down. I remember. I, I would have went down. I know. I, I, but sure Simon, I was looking at Simon. I mean, you would have, you would have hit the deck. I'm just <laughs> saying that, I'm just saying a striker's instincts, you know, and uh you know Listen, even I if you'd felt a, a wave of ear uh, brushing you on the way past you'd have been down. I 
probably would have because there was enough contact. Did you? Did, do you look back and think there were moments where you? I can't remember, Rob. It's that, oh, it's that long oh, really? It's that long you remember ago. all your goals? It's that long ago. <laughs> it, it, listen, it's one of the ones where John McGinn does stumble on the on the the contact. He actually mm. does well to keep. But again, it goes back to he kept himself up. I believe, <clears throat> excuse me, I believe because he, he thought he was getting to the ball. He didn't realise he'd taken as heavy a touch because it all happens in a split second and he thought he was going to, there was a chance of the score uh, to score. That's why he stays up. But then the referee should identify and, and, and spot that it's a free kick. It's inside the box. It's mm. a penalty. You have to pull it back. So it's, yeah. there is, there, there's nothing about... See, see, if he, see when he was stumbling and he actually stumbled and went down, Jink. He would have given a penalty. I think he would have done. Yeah, yep. yeah. sure they are. Yeah, it's, but it's a bit of the chicken and egg you, scenario you know here, isn't it? I think he thought that he was going to score. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. But then I think he's realised when he's got his his balance again, the touch has been too heavy. Mm. But still, it shouldn't it shouldn't matter if you could down no. that. But, but yeah. what we need is some referees, some high prof in high profile games, to be giving penalties even when the player doesn't go down. <laughs> Uh, and then maybe players will stay up more often and so not think they have to throw went down and he never gave a penalty some people say nah he's got to stand up there mm -hmm. and now we're saying because mm -hmm. he never went down he's got to go down um, you, you, you can never win but for me I, I think it's a, a concrete penalty yeah. the John McGinn I mean w another big uh, talking point out of the game and a really positive one Craig I think is Nathan Patterson and, and his performance and we've, we've spoken about it already on the show but it, we're, we're used to players impressing for their clubs uh, and then being rewarded internationally this one might work the other way around uh, if Frank Lampard was watching or has since watched the 90 minutes or most of the 90 minutes when Nathan Patterson was on the pitch um, and, and this might help him get into the Everton team it, it might do. Um, you know, for the life of me, I don't understand why it hasn't already been given a, a chance anyway. Because clearly, you know, when you look at how poor Everton have been, they could be doing the freshening up. And you've mm -hmm. got a, a, a young talent there on the bench. That, you know, last night shows. You know, for only having played forty-five minutes since he went to Everton, he didn't look like somebody who had really missed a beat in terms of where well, lack of game time. He looked sharp. He was positive in his runs going forward. Okay, one or two moments that. You know, maybe he could make a, a better decision in terms of a pass instead of shooting, but he's a young player and that, that comes through time and experience. Um, you know, so to me, if I was Frank Lampard looking at that, I'd say, you know what, what what's the worst that can happen? It is worth having that punt because I think Gerard proved at Rangers that Nathan Patterson was well worth given the opportunity to how well he done there. And maybe it's me being a Rangers fan, but I'd like to think that you can handle the pressure under the lights at Ibrox, you can handle the pressure, you know, anywhere else, you know, especially at somewhere like Goodison Park as well. I, I was listening to Coyste um, on the commentary, he was doing it on mm -hmm. Sky, and he was saying that he was at, I think he was at the game, the Everton game that Nathan Patterson Bor played. Borrowwood. Uh, that, that was it. And Everton were poor on the night, certainly in the first half, but Nathan Patterson was one of the best, the, the better players. Mm -hmm. But it's the same old, the younger am I, am one. I, am I right in saying that off. Coleman, who is the Everton... Seamus Coleman yes. playing in that position yep. mm -hmm. so John Joe Kenny is also in ahead of him he's, at times he's played, uh, he's played in that position it seems well. to be because he, he struggled I felt he struggled to get a game at Rangers because of Tavernier mm -hmm. playing there yeah. and 
you know, at one point I thought, could could he play further forward? He certainly showed last night that he can. That's his position, isn't it? He can move a wing, wing back. back. Yeah. So yep. he can play in a back four, fi- but wing back's felt, his position. He's found himself just unfortunate at the moment because on that display for forty-five minutes last night, as Craig says, there was no indication that he's been sitting on his backside no. for half a season or no, whatever he, it is. It, it was there. It was his confidence was high. Yes. He was taking players on. And just the final bit, as you said, Rob, we would have been talking about that goal for the rest of the season if mm-hmm. he'd just got the, the final bit. But really good, confident, aggressive play. I think anybody that watches the game last night would be questioning why he's not playing forever. Mm. He, the bit between his teeth last night, I think, I think that was a, a, an opportunity for him to go and show yeah. Frank Lampard, who I would hazard a guess would have been watching the game mm-hmm. to see how he got on. And for me, up until he came off, he was, certainly in the first half, he was... Very impressive, bombing forward, strong, direct. The Nathan Patterson that we watched at, at Rangers. Yeah. Um, so it's been disappointing because you, you don't want to see really good young players leave here and go down to England and, and disappear or, or no play much. So I have been surprised that he's no played as much. But last night, for me, if anybody was watching that, he stood out. The word that struck me last night watching him was confidence. Yep. The self confidence that he must have. I mean, he's you know he's not long turned 20 uh, to be honest yeah. and and his experience at Everton where there's been a change of manager the, the guy who signed him that has, wouldn't has, have helped Rob. has gone that wouldn't have helped you know he's, he's barely played he's had bits and pieces here and there that could really destroy the confidence of a young footballer but you just have to look at him last night and know that he believes in himself big time it just shows you he's got a strong mindset mm. Benitez signs him two weeks later sacked new manager comes in hasn't played them played them 45 minutes and last night, you, you think before the game, how's he going to look? Is he going to be a bit rusty? But that looks to me if Nathan Patterson's been training really hard and he was ready to take his opportunity as soon as he got it. He got the opportunity last night and for me, um, he, he was top class. I just think he's he's got everything going. And as you said, he's only 20. He's still got a lot of learning. He's still got a lot of improving to do. But last night was a, a great platform to showcase his, his qualities. Craig, you would have been glad to see Ryan Jack getting a few minutes last night as well as he just gets further and further back towards full match sharpness um, and he's going to be a big player for Rangers, isn't he, in nine days' time? Oh, huge, absolutely. You know, Ryan Jack, he's got that bit of composure about him in the middle of the park at times. He doesn't seem to be... You know, I looked at him when he came on against Celtic the last time we played him with 3-0 down. The, the attitude he had was as if it was still nothing each and he was one of the few players in the pitch who actually had that attitude because he was still trying to drive the team forward and make things happen got a good shot away that hit the bar so he's a, he's a huge player and I think it's good to see him getting minutes uh, in a Scotland jersey <coughs> as well because I do think he can offer something up there um, but I also think actually just on that in nine days I, I think we could probably all agree we're getting a, a bit sick of this you know, no fans or 700 fans yeah. nonsense that's that's happening. I just wonder if there's a, a, a way of dealing with this that's nobody looked at yet. Because I, I was thinking, surely Sky Sports, who pay the television money, they pay it for the spectacle of the mm-hmm. old firm. They don't pay it for a match that's just got one set of fans and there's no real, you know, not that proper spec. They pay it for the way it was when Barry was playing and Simon was playing when it was the thousands of away fans, you know, and all the home fans and the proper atmosphere in Old Firm Derby so why couldn't they say mm-hmm. to both clubs listen if you're not going to sort this out and get proper away allocations in we're not going to pay you as much money for it because we're not getting the spectacle 
that we're paying for because frankly they're not. So I, I just feel yeah. maybe they'd be because I don't think the clubs can do it because frankly in my opinion there's no adults in the room at, at the top of both football clubs at the moment. Um, and that's how you're seeing some of the fans behaving the way they are as well because they're just doing what the clubs have been doing for years. So yeah. I think if you have to if you have to hold that gun to their head, sometimes that's the way that'll most motivate them when you're going to hit them in the pocket. Yeah, I mean, you you would presumably have to have that written into the small print of the contract when you when you sign it to be able to 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 use that and 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 force that point through. But but you make a, re- a really good point there because you know it is about the spectacle, Barry, isn't it? It is about the atmosphere in these old firm matches. You know that the, these these are the four games that essentially Sky are paying the big money for. Um, you know that th- those are the ones that do the biggest business for them. Those are the ones that excite Sky Sports more than any other game. And what you don't want is a token seven hundred away fans. No, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I think um, I, I think if you ask any ex old fun player or any current old fun player, I would hazard a guess everyone would have the same answer. They would like it to be the way it was two, three, four years ago. When you go out, for me, go out at Ibrox. You've got the three stands, you look to your left, seven or 8,000 Celtic fans. That's what the old fun games were all about. Same at Celtic Park. 52,000 Celtic fans, 8,000 Rangers fans up in the right-hand corner. That, for me, makes that game. And 700 fans, it's tip for tat. They just need to get round the table and just sort out and get back to the way it was before. Is there any reversing this trend, <clears throat> Simon? Well, what Craig's saying, that might come. That might come, this guy. Further down the line, he's got a valid point there mm-hmm. that it's not the not what they signed up for with mm-hmm. this. With how, this fix how, how do you feel about? I'm the same as you. Aye, I've aye. said it before. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to, I want to go to Ibrox and have the the Celtic support behind me at the behind that goal, and the same at Celtic Park with the, the Rangers fans. It, it brings that intensity to the the fixture. It's what I was used to playing in the tie uh, the fixtures. It brings something else. It brings something special to that. Why would you, why would you take that away? You know the the last game I covered. I don't know if it was the first game, and the seven thousand were over in the corner. I was in the main stand doing Celtic TV, and it's, it's, it's nowhere near the same. It's nowhere near the same. Obviously, the the seven hundred go and, and and they would come to Celtic Park to su- support their team, but it takes something away from it and. Craig's made a really good point there. It might come to that mm-hmm. further down the line. Sky might turn around to them and say, right, well, we're not giving you X, Y and Z for this because that isn't what we signed up for. Well, but, Rob, you're a neutral. You're the commentator. You've commentated mm. in how many old firm games over the years? Yeah. Hundreds. Yeah. Right. What, what, do oh, th- yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, 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 absolutely. It's what everybody wants. It's an entertainment. Mm. Um, t- the TV money is so important. And the fact that Sky haven't got involved to this stage probably indicates that there isn't anything in the contract that they can't go to. But maybe next time around, um, having experienced this situation where there is a minimal away support at either Ibrox or Celtic Park, maybe next time they will put something in the contract to say, uh, you know, we want we want the old atmosphere back, basically. Yeah, and look, don't be surprised if something like that happens. Because um, to me, listen... I still enjoy watching it, but for me, it's just that's the thing it's missing just now. Get it back to the way it was before in terms of the both sets of supporters getting seven or eight thousand. I'm not sure exactly what number it is. Mm. Get it back to the way it was because that's special. Craig, 
get yourself onto Sky Sports, get yourself installed as a consultant <laughs> and uh, you can broker this deal. This You could be making football history here. Yeah, listen, I just think it, make, it makes sense because if nobody else can do it, you know, if nothing else is going to sway them, then hitting them in the pocket usually does it. Because you're actually now, I mean, I'm delighted that we're getting a Hamden semi-final because mm. at least we know we're going to get proper allocation of tickets there. True. You know what I mean? And you're, you're getting a proper atmosphere and you shouldn't have to hope that Maybe twice a season you'll get to play them at Hamden so you can see the, the proper, you know, game taking place because it is that to me and it just has to stop. I mean, I, I don't know how long both clubs want to keep carrying on because it's not just, you know, it's the spectacle, but you're harming your fans as well. And actually yeah. you're causing atmospheres like what we've seen recently with the protests that are both sets of fans. I, if this sort of stuff wasn't happening, I don't think people would be anywhere near as angry about... The, the old firm game in, in, in uh, Australia in, in November, you know. I think Ange is just the sort of catalyst for Rangers fans to say they've got that excuse, but the problem's bigger than that. Um, and if you don't deal with that and you behave like children at board level, you can't really have a go at your fans for doing the same because you're, you're leading the way. Now, now, that's going to be special, the semi-final. 25,000 mm-hmm. each. Yeah. That's a proper atmosphere. Yeah. You're already licking your lips about yeah, that Yeah, I was just about, is that April the 17th, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, be... we're back in the way, Craig. You're the man. Sort it out and report back. <laughs> I shall do my best. All the best. Cheers, Craig. All right. Cheers, lads. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With Taxi Trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. That's a really good call tonight, haven't we? And uh, Craig is uh, about to save the world, isn't he? Uh, (laughs) Too too sensible his call was. I know, I know. We we need more crazy callers. uh, No, no, I'm only joking. Uh, Very constructive uh, stuff from Craig as ever. And uh, yeah, I wonder if uh, Sky Sports might just... uh, take a part in their next deal to uh, ensure that they get the old atmosphere back for these Celtic and Rangers games. One of them, of course, is nine days away at Ibrox. Uh, massive for Giovanni van Bronckhorst and his team. But right at the moment, Gio's biggest worry is what sort of performance he's going to get from Barry Ferguson alongside him in the midfield tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be in his, I'll be in his ear. Um about obviously the game which you just mentioned there nine days ago uh, nine days sorry away um, massive game um, but listen in terms of Gio Rob the two years that I played beside Gio um, he was he was a player and a half oh. and you just see the career he went down to Arsenal I think it was for nine and a half million mm. and then he moved on to obviously Barcelona and won, won the, the, the Champions yeah. League yeah. Um, and what a team that was mm. he played in um, so no fantastic you could see the reason why Rangers spent that kind of money, I think it was four and a half, five million pound. From Feyenoord? Feyenoord. Uh, the bottom for there, and you could see uh, the huge potential in him. And he just got better and better. And it was just a matter of time before somebody came in and, and snapped him up. And three figures caps for the Netherlands as well? Yeah, played World Cup. Three figures, has he? Final. Mm. I think he's over the over 100 caps, wasn't it, yep. for the Netherlands? He got beaten the World Cup final. 
yeah. right? Yeah. I think. What I think a, so. What yeah, a team, what a he's player. over 100 caps. Yeah. And he was a central midfielder at, at Rangers, same at Arsenal, and then when he went to Barcelona, he was left back. Left back. Mm. That was his position. Yeah. And what a job he's <clears> doing at Rangers. I mean, the one major blot in the landscape, and it was a big blot, wasn't it, was Celtic Park and that absolute thrashing that, that Rangers took. But uh, really good when he immediately took over going into that game and maybe much more impressive as well the recovery from that Simon because that could have been a result that kind of wrecks a manager's career yeah I think even before that as well the, the disappointment I know he wasn't in charge officially of the the semi-final, the semi-final but mm. they bounced back quite quickly from that as well at mm-hmm, the time mm-hmm. as you say the one poor result was at Celtic Park he's been brilliant in Europe it, it brings a calmness for me I wasn't in a this guy was in the dressing room with him, but it, it, it brings that kind of, I don't know if it's a, a Dutch thing, very calm, don't see him too animated, seems to know what he's doing. Uh, it'll be interesting, I think we've touched on it on the, on the show before, now that he's got his feet in the door and he's going to be six months down the line, it'll be interesting to see what he does in the summer in terms of recruitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he's doing a, a fantastic job at Rangers. I think at the moment, it's a real situation that maybe both sets of Fans are quite happy with the jobs that Celtic mm-hmm. Rangers okay. managers are doing. That's you know? not going to last for long, is it? It won't last for long. It won't last that beyond this month, probably. No. But uh, at the moment, I think if you ask both sets of fans, they'd be really happy with the job mm-hmm. that the, each each manager is doing. Yeah, I've been impressed by a few things, Rob. Like certain games when players are not performing, he's not scared to make a change. No. We've seen that with Borna Barisic. We've seen that a couple of weeks ago um, against Aberdeen, nothing each. 78 minutes Morelos comes off the fans and he changes the shape as well yeah why why are we taking the tallies man off puts Roof on Roof scores four um, four minutes later and as you said what I like about them they play a 4-3-3 and if it's not working or for instance they went up against Borussia Dortmund um, he goes back switches uh, sorry Red Star Belgrade Mm -hmm. they were 2-0 up and they were finding areas in between the midfield and the the, the defence he flipped that to a back five and that's a great thing to have as a, a team. So, no, I've been impressed with Gio. In terms of Gio, he was pretty calm in the dressing room as well. He was never one that would get involved in in arguments, but he would have his say. Yeah. Um, there was no doubt about that. And as I said, he's not scared to make a decision. If things are not going right, he'll make changes. And uh, Stephen Gerrard was always pretty much 4-3-3 and stuck by it and there was really <coughs> no shifting from, from that for, for him, was there? Um, I also, what I also like about him is he, he is, Simon was saying, he's a really calm guy, you know him well, Barry having played alongside him. Um, but I like his dry sense of humour as well. When Rangers uh, eventually got that late winner against Dundee on a horrendous playing surface and he was asked about the pitch afterwards and he said, yeah, well, it was good. They, they eventually watered it midway through the second half while we weren't expecting it, but they, it would have been quite nice if they watered it beforehand. So, so he, you know, he, but he's sure quite... it would have been a, <laughs> a different answer if it was one each. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, then, he, he made a few changes during that game at half-time. He brings Sakal and Naribo in and they make an impact straight away. Um, and then he puts Connor Golson up top the last five minutes and, and he gets the, the goal so I, I think listen the summer's going to be big for him it's a matter of who's going to be staying and who's going to be coming in Rob as well it's going to be a massive um, summer for him in terms of transfers um, but I'm sure the Rangers board have seen what he's done and I'm sure that they'll back him uh, as well as they back Stephen Gerrard it is Scotland against Austria in Vienna on Tuesday night. A match that I'm sure the Austrians are very excited about, having lost to Wales in Cardiff 
last night uh, Wales going on to that uh, World Cup playoff final uh, obviously the Scotland-Ukraine side of it uh, is still to be sorted and it could be some considerable time before that is uh, sorted there are much more important things going on than uh, what happens with that particular uh, fixture um, but what a win for, for Wales last night and what a couple of goals uh, I don't know if you have the chance to see them <coughs> I've yet, seen them yet, yet. I've Simon. seen them okay. what, a, what a couple of goals from Gareth Bale unbelievable unbelievable and you're talking about us obviously getting th- over the first hurdle if we were to to meet Wales that would be my my concern <laughs> because mm. that guy we, we're talking about Patterson making an impact for Scotland after not playing particularly a lot of football Bale hasn't kicked a ball mm. you know he's, he's, mm. he's been totally bombed at Madrid who get beat off their greatest rivals 4-0 you're thinking why is he mm. not playing for, for Madrid getting a lot of stick from Spain and he pops up with two unbelievable goals last night. And that's that's my only concern when we I think we've got a better squad. I think we've got a better team. Mm-hmm. But we don't have a Gareth Bale. If you stop Bale, do you stop Wales? I think so. Yeah. I think so. They are as close they, as they it gets to a one man team. Aaron aren't they? Ramsey, the two of them have been their two main players yeah. for a while. Not, yeah. Listen, they've got other good players in their team, but when something's required like last night, he usually steps up. Did you see the goals, Barry? Yeah, he's, how would you describe the goals? The first, the f- the free kick just is moving all over class. the place, isn't it? Uh, and in off the underside of the bar. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, you see the view for the back, mm. the amount of um, bend on it and dip on it, and then I thought the second goal second was just as good. good. Yeah. What the power finish! The power um, he gets. He's a match winner. He's yeah. he is world class. Mm-hmm. But don't um, don't forget that, and he is. He's a special player that, that, that could, if potentially we, we beat Ukraine, which I think we will do, hopefully the game happens in June, that's the one guy that you need to stop. He could be, you could put him out of the game for 89 minutes. That's the issue. If there's a foul, 20 yards out, 25 yards yeah. out, that's the things he can do. Or you, sh- you switch off for a split second. That's when top quality players take advantage. Um, in terms of, I agree with what Sid's just said there, I think we've actually got a better squad mm-hmm. than them. We've got top players, but he's world class. He gets goals where there isn't really a chance on. I mean, the 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 second goal, he, the ball's played into him about maybe 10 yards out, takes a touch, works onto his left foot. There are quite a few Austrian defenders around him and he swivels and he just gets such a clean he's all, strike he's, he's on He's going it. away from goal yeah. and he's not quite off balance, but to get that power mm-hmm. back the way that he's where his momentum's going, the opposite direction, he's, he's whipped it high into the far corner it's yeah. how he generates that power because yeah. he's going away for mm-hmm. goal yeah. and to put it in the opposite corner um, yeah it's a, it's a top class a funny one because we're all watching the Scotland game and the reports are coming through Gareth Bale scored and you think mm. alright oh, okay Gareth Bale scored again alright oh, okay <laughs> and then when you watch the goals you're like Jesus. yeah Oh, I know. So, I, I, I mean, watched them. Class, both yeah. of I watched them when I got in from, from Hamden last night. And one, one of the players who was transfixed as he hammered in his second goal was David Alaba, who's, of course, a, t- a teammate at, mm. at Real Madrid. And the look on his face, <laughs> you know, and, and, may, and maybe it wasn't surprised because he pro- he's probably seen him doing it in training, even though he's not been playing. Uh, Alaba's uh, probably looking and thinking, why are you not playing the Real Madrid? Team? Well, exactly. exactly. That's what he's probably thinking. Because exactly. um, he's no disnuff. Sid just mentioned that. I think he's only played four games. Or being involved in four mm. games for Real Madrid. The stick that he's been getting in the press over there as well. Yeah. It's, 
I think last night was sweet for him. Oh, he must have loved that last night. Very sweet. And I think he touched on it in his post-match. He didn't go into it too much. He didn't want to... I think he let his football do the talking. And big, certainly... big players come up with big moments yeah. in games. And that's what he done last night. He got Wales into the, the final. So we play Wales. That is one guy that if... I would just stick somebody on him and be glued to him. Don't let him out of your sight. Yeah. If you were in the Scotland team against Gareth Bale, <clears throat> would you uh, sort him out? You, you'd need to stick one on him early doors, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> if you could catch him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I'm sure, listen, that's if we do, because, listen, Ukraine are a decent team. Um, just let's hope the game happens, but that is the, the only worry you've got. I mean, Aaron Ramsey's a top player, but Gareth Bale's at that level up. He's mm. the one that can cause all sorts of, of problems. What was um, your what was your phrase there? Was it stick one on him or leave one on him early on? What was the phrase you used there? Leave one on him. Right, okay. I just I just like to distance the Go Radio Football Show from. Uh, uh, I just like to say that that, <laughs> no, that is not, it's not the general theme no, of the of the show. Let him know he's in a game. That's yes. what I'm sure. I know. I knew you meant yeah, that. Your Callum McGregor's or Ryan Jacks or Kieran Tierney's. They they would do that. They would yeah. just leave one on him and make sure he's in Tomini. a game. McTominay. McTominay. He left a few on a couple of players last <laughs> what, what night. What about the, the boy? Friendly. The, the Polish boy, he must have been filled about four or five times Wait, the same Tommy, guy. It was all over yeah. him, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gareth Bale. Um, let's hope he's injured uh, for that World Cup playoff final. Let's hope Scotland are in that World Cup playoff final. But that is a long way away. Scotland under-21s are playing uh, tonight. In fact, they're kicking off in about 18 minutes' time. Uh, no, they're not. Five past seven, it starts. <laughs> My adding up was never very good. At Tynecastle tonight, Scotland against Turkey, the under-21s. This is the team that will play. I don't think Scott Gemmell is around. I think it's uh, Peter Houston that is taking the team tonight. Kieran Slicker in goals. Uh, Calvin Ramsey and Josh Doig are the two full-backs. We've uh, spoken about them in the course of the show already. Uh, we might speak a little bit more about two really promising full-backs uh, who are going to leave Scottish football very soon you would imagine in exchange for quite a lot of money uh, Lewis Mayo uh, is playing Stephen Welsh of Celtic as the captain Scott Banks Lewis Fiorini Mark Leonard Glenn Middleton uh, who's on loan from Rangers at St Johnston but struggling to get a game I think at the moment uh, Scott High and Ben Williamson who's had a couple of loans out of Rangers as well uh, some good players here Barry on the bench as well for the yeah. under 21s when you look at it Nicky Hogarth the goalkeeper Tom Clayton Zach Rudden uh, of um, Zach Rudden of where, Dundee <laughs> Dundee that's right from Park Thistle uh, Ross Graham is on the bench he's been doing some good things lately for Dundee United Conor Barron who's been outstanding for Aberdeen Jay Henderson who's got a cracking goal uh, the other day for St Mirren uh, Jack Burrows of Ross County is on the bench Connor Smith and Josh Campbell is a really promising player at Hibs as well so you well when you look at the quality on the bench uh, you you would tend to think the starting 11 must be really good Barry yeah and the one that sticks out in the, the subs bench is Connor Barron mm -hmm. um, watched him a number of times for Aberdeen watched him again in, in uh, sorry Saturday against Hibs <clears throat> watching obviously my nephew Lewis playing and again Another really good game um, from him. So the guys that are in front of him must be must be decent players. But you look, there's there's um, there's good players in there. You just mentioned Calvin Ramsey again, own goal in Saturday, Rob. But I mm. thought he got stronger as the yeah. the game went on. And that can affect you as a young player scoring an OG. But, he's eighteen. Yeah, but he's still flying up and down that that wing. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of good players in there. Ben Williamson's another one I've seen a lot of mm -hmm. being at loan at Livingston now at Wraith Rovers. Um, so look. Good team, but strong bench as well. 
Barry mentioned Conor Barron there um, and you had him when you were at Brechin we did, Simon I, yeah we did for the short period that was there right enough but uh, no we brought him in and were you there long enough to know his name oh well, yeah he was probably our better player our yeah. best player when we were there yeah. uh, fair to say he, he, the one or two games that he was involved in he, he, he took the ball in tight areas he was, you could see he was a level above breaking that's for sure and it was just it, it was actually you breaking the news that he's, he's broke into the Aberdeen team when I came in here tonight I think the, the boys got a good future I think mm-hmm. it, it was great for us attitude wise you could see he wanted to play as I say it wasn't the best conditions for him maybe maybe good for him in his development you know toughen him up a little bit playing in that lower league but he's now broke his way into the Aberdeen squad and the only surprise from there again I, I'm not too sure about the starting eleven in the midfield but he's not starting there if he's playing for Aberdeen and yeah. doing so well you'd yeah. have maybe thought he was have started the midfield it must be real good, good players yeah, that's right yeah because I mean you do Aberdeen TV Rob I've, I've seen Aberdeen three or four times live mm. um, and to be honest with you he stood out he's the, been their best player yeah. I like to look at A3 Lewis Ross McCrory and Barron Young mm-hmm. full of energy it's mm-hmm. a good midfield three yeah. that um, but yeah I'm pretty surprised that he's not starting but the manager will have his reasons just looking um, you mentioned Calvin Ramsey there Josh Doig as well I think it was Sassuolo where the the Serie A club a really progressive Italian club uh, who were quoted during the week as having an interest potentially in both those players and obviously they're looking at the impact Aaron Hickey's had at Bologna uh, and suddenly uh, young Scottish fullbacks are in vogue um, and those two could could be on the move I mean there's been a lot of talk about both of them previously hasn't there there's a lot of interest I think Josh Doig is 19 uh, and Calvin Ramsey's 18 Yeah in terms of Calvin Ramsey when I watch him he remembers me in Nathan Patterson very very mm-hmm. alike the yep. way they, they, they bomb forward um, as you said he's only 18 he's still a a young, a young pup, but I'm not surprised that Italian clubs are looking. You just mentioned the name Hickey. Hickey's been over there <coughs> playing every single minute, every game for Bologna. And as I said, the AC Milan are now uh, supposedly interested in him. Yeah. Um, so Aberdeen, I think, will struggle to hold on to both Ramsey and, and Lewis in the summer. And he's effectively um, Aaron Hickey been fast tracked into the Scotland senior squad, and I, I, there is a. I know there there, there are a lot of stories <clears throat> circulating, um, and there will be some truth in it, of course, about the fact that he was he was called up before by the under twenty ones and didn't go. Yeah. Uh, but Stevie Clark has obviously just thought, well, you know, actually, is there any point in putting him in the under twenty ones at this stage because he's ready, isn't he? Uh, even that glimmer we saw of him last night, he's yeah. ready for to be part of that squad. Getting in the team's going to be a challenge for him, but he's ready to play at that level. Yeah, hundred percent. And there's there's no right or wrong way pathway to the, the Scotland first team. You know, he's, whatever circumstances that he, he couldn't make the under twenty ones, he's developing at a rate. He's playing in a league where you know probably above our league. You know, Serie A. Arguably, uh, you can tell the way Barry mentioned it earlier on a swagger. You can tell his development has come on tenfold over there. The way he holds himself it didn't affect him coming on last night. I think the big challenge for him with Scotland is you know, with Tierney and Robertson, I believe he can play on the, the, the other side as well. Mm-hmm. So that might work towards him. Then he's going to have to compete with Patterson. We've got good players in that area, but I think this guy has got a big future and it just goes to show now certainly didn't happen the other day teams with the Serie A coming looking at young mm. Scottish players so yeah. they've obviously liked what's happened with Hickey 
and whether it's Ramsey or, or Doig at, at Hibs that's going to go and follow suit it's if it's developing them as well as it is for Hickey it's, it's great for us as a national team We're talking football on Glasgow's own Go Radio Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai You name it, they've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars The lot, all under one roof Ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK With Taxi Trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. Cheers Chris, thanks for the traffic and travel. Um, Throughout the show, um, we are into the final chunk of Friday's Go Radio Football Show and it's been good to have you with us. Uh, You've... uh, uh, played a big part in the show if I can pat you on the back at this stage with some really good calls uh, tonight and the conversation has gone in all sorts of different directions that tends to be the way it is Barry's just got that little look of concern in his face at the moment because he's going to have to run about and kick a ball tomorrow and uh, it'll all come back to you it'll just it's like riding a bike isn't it? Maybe yeah. you will be riding a bike tomorrow. <laughs> I think I'd be better riding a bike. <laughs> that one in the trophy, get that one out of the trophy room. <laughs> That's as old as Europe. Steady. Yeah, no. Look, yeah, looking forward to it. The most important thing is that the fans have a a good a good day out, and I'm sure they'll they'll enjoy seeing some of the the, the footballers that are on show. And as I said to you, the most important thing for me is meeting up with guys that I've not seen for a a number of years. Yep, and reminding them what you can do, what you're all about. The squad's mighty impressive. He's, uh, both he's of them. saying that, Rob, but the most important thing is he wants to win. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Will yeah, it be? You've got yeah. It to. You've got it to. Who's, who's the ref? Do you know who the ref is? Uh, Hugh Dallas. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, the ref will know all about you by the time he's finished tomorrow anyway, because I would imagine that uh, old habits will possibly return for yeah, you. Yeah, will tell you, once you, you go on the. The football field and that whistle goes. Yeah. A lot of people say exhibition games, but listen, you you're win, professional, Brock. you're serious. You never lose you play, that. I, I was playing sixes today and the brain was telling, the, the legs do not uh, cooperate anymore. Right. But you, you always kid yourself on. You always think you can still do it. I'm just a wee bit concerned about my partner here. It's a big pitch at Ibrox. Mm. He's got to, he'll need to let the, the ball do the work. Painkillers for the calf? I, I just, I'm thinking of midfielders, Big George is what four or five years older than me. Gio's a couple of years older than me. De Boer's four or five <laughs> years old. So I'm the young You're one. The young Pedro Mendes, I think, is a couple of years younger than me. So might need to draft uh, Pedro in there. <laughs> they do a wee bit of running. And I think there might be one or two recently retired players in that rest of the world squad yeah, which, as well. So. Which um, guys who run about? Which annoys me. Yep. Mm. But as I said. <laughs> I'm sure a couple of guys, once the teams come in, I'm sure uh, the younger boys in the rest of the world, uh, they'll get um, they'll get a wee warning, I'm sure, on the pitch. There's some real football going on tomorrow as well, if one classifies that as fantasy football, um, but it should be some entertainment and there will be a big crowd on what should be a lovely day um, at Ibrox as well. But in the Championship, of course, that all continues during the international break. Um, and how uh, interesting is that at the top? Uh, Kilmarnock uh, are in pole position, Simon, at the moment, but they play Partick Thistle tomorrow, and Thistle have had an absolute nightmare over the last 10 days or so, a couple of heavy defeats, and just at a point where they looked 
as if they had games in hand and a, and a chance to challenge our growth and Kilmarnock. <clears throat> that won't be happening. And I guess now Ian McCall just has to steady the playoffs. ship and make sure they're in the playoffs. Yeah, he just wants to get to the playoffs. Now, I think he said it himself. As you say, they were in, they were in a good position, Partick, just sitting in there tucked behind the leaders. I think they were 1-0 up against Morton and it turned round then they've been on the, the back of a couple of 4-0 and 4-1 defeats. So it's a tough one down at Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock have got pole position now. We thought Arbroath maybe chasing them, but they got a good result last week, so they're tucked in still behind. They've got a home game against Wraith. So that one could go right down to the wire, but my old club, Partick, just need to make sure they get in the, the playoffs. Mm. It struck me, um, Barry, that that Arbroath win against Ayr, it was 1-0 at Gayfield last weekend, it was really important for Dick Campbell and his team, having lost pretty heavily by their standards in Inverness the game before and, and you just wondered is that the bubble burst the fact that they came back and won and 1-0 is a scoreline they probably quite like uh, are they back in it now do you see them as still contending for the title yeah I think they'll take Kilmarnock all the way um, as you said that 3-0 defeat um, up at Cali Thistle probably made a lot of people think that's them that'll, that'll be them they'll, they're, they're finished but it shows a sign of a good team um, when they come back and win the, the the following week um, but I, I still think I look at Kilmarnock I look at the players they've got obviously the manager Dale McInnes and I, I think they're going to be too strong I think they will finish in top but in terms of their growth I mean what a what a season mm-hmm. even if they don't finish champions which I, I just think they'll, they'll finish a bit short the job that uh, Dick Campbell's done and the way the players have performed this, this year amazing part time team um, their job at the start of the season is just to survive and stay in the championship but you've got to give them the credit uh, you've got to give them all the credit in the world that they've took Kilmarnock this far um, but still don't write Dick Campbell's no. team off um, it's certainly not to his face yeah not to his face <clears throat> but I, I just look at Kilmarnock and they've got players that should be winning that league and, and making sure they're back in the, the Premier League in terms of tomorrow I, I, I think Kilmarnock will take two or three off Partick they're just they're in a bad vein of form too I mean at Fir Hill they're normally strong Hamilton Ackies have struggled throughout the season and Ackies go there and batter them 4-0 mm. so I know Collie he'll not be a happy man um, but I do still think Partick this will finish in a playoff position Yeah the playoffs could be uh, very interesting indeed I mean t- as an example it could be St Johnston <clears throat> against Arbroath, maybe, yep, yep. Um, which would be really interesting for a place uh, for a place in the Premiership. It would be, it would be, but it, it would be a it'd be a huge reward for Arbroath and and what they've did this season. Obviously, they still have their eyes on the number one prize, mm-hmm. but to go into a playoff would be equally as good for what they've achieved this year with, with that because. Barry says they've part time. They're sitting. They're still. I'm looking at the table just now. They're on the coattails. Two points. Mm-hmm. Still two. And points. they play each other on the second last weekend, don't they? Right. So it might. Is it that? Might, a, I'm trying to think. Is that Rugby Park or is that Gayfield for that game? Yeah, that'll be at Rugby Park. The last one was up at Gayfield about four or five weeks ago. Right. That was live on. Maybe I think and they're was, at home tomorrow as well. Wraith obviously tucked in fifth. They've got another home fixture. Strong at home, so mm-hmm. I think it might go right to the wire. Yeah. See whoever finishes second bottom in the Premier League, you don't want to come up against no. a broth. No. You don't. No. It'll be a tough one. Um but again I keep going back to it. There's there's I think there's four or five of that team, their broth team, 
that came with Dick Campbell from League Two. Ah, all the way through. Playing. Yeah, and it's brilliant. So that that tells you what a job he's done, yeah. and and you've got to give the players credit as well because mm. it's jump levels. Sid will tell you, League Two, League One, and into Championship. There's a lot of good players in the Championship, a lot of good teams. So the job that he's done up there is just nothing short of unbelievable. Final thoughts on Scotland, Simon, on the back of uh, last night. Two former Scotland internationals, of course, in the studio. Um, 1-1 at finish, but the scoreline, in a sense, didn't really matter too much. You, you wouldn't have known by the looks on the players' faces after that ridiculous penalty at the end. But you've got to look at performance. Uh, what Stevie Clark wanted was progress, the progress to continue, the momentum to be maintained. And I think he got that in big bundles last night. Yeah, I would agree with everything you said there. A real positive performance for Scotland. Another one that we walk away thinking we've got a good team, we've got a good squad of players, a good strong squad of players playing at a high level. Probably the highest level that the group have played at, you know, as far as I can remember, as long as I can remember. And we're in a, we're in a great position. You know, last night would have been great to have played the Ukraine. Obviously, that doesn't happen just now and we hope that happens at some point. But June could be exciting for this group of guys. Andy Robertson will be back, which automatically makes the squad stronger. So, yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. We, we, we go and we play Austria on Tuesday night. But I think there's there's some really positive stuff there with Scotland. I think Hickey as well. A, a lot of young players, Patterson, mm. Hickey, these guys are going to be around for a long time. Billy Gilmore. Billy yeah. Gilmore, of course. So yeah. it's it's it, it looks good for us just now. It'd be nice to finish it off with a, a World Cup qualification Absolutely and and you can see how much it matters to Scotland even in friendly last night and, and it will be the same in Vienna Tuesday night Barry it's a friendly uh, Austria might not be too fired up for it but Scotland will be desperate to keep this now unbeaten run going Yeah and that's the attitude I, I love the attitude of the players that, that's what um, you sense when you, you see them when either they're doing interviews on TV or the manager speaking you can see that they're a group that are close together and they want to try and win every game. And as, as Sid just mentioned here, hopefully World Cup qualification. I think we'll get there. Honestly, do. I think we're good enough. And it's a brilliant time to be a Scotland fan. Just want everybody behind them because the next four, six, eight years could be something special. I just want you to get through that 90 minutes tomorrow or 60 or... I'll oh, get through 90. No. Believe me. When will you be calling for reinforcements? <clears throat> um. 20, 25 minutes. <laughs> Good luck tomorrow, Barry. Enjoy Thank it. Thanks, Cheers. Simon. Cheers. And enjoy your weekend. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat, and more. Let's go, go, go.